It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is National Signing Day, and with Kyle McCord's departure to Syracuse, what's the quarterback plan at Ohio State for Ryan Day? We think we have some answers right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I am Craig Sheemuth. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And it's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get started. All right, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Buckeyes plan at quarterback. It might not be as bad as you think. Plus, we'll look into J.J. McCarthy's health ahead of the Rose Bowl. And we have our power rankings again this week for Big Ten men's basketball. All right. Nobody is sure what Ohio State's plan is at quarterback for 2024. I don't even think Ryan Day knows for sure. I can't say for certain uh, either myself, but I think together we can kind of put together an educated guess with what's going to happen and look into Ryan Day's quarterback room as it is currently set up. Look, the answer might already be in that quarterback room. Let's take a look at the situation in Columbus and get after it here, of course. As you know, uh, Kyle McCord led the Buckeyes to an 11-1 and record, but he's no longer at Ohio State. As the story goes, McCord wanted to know if he'd be the starter next year after battling to earn the job this past season. Presumably, McCord probably had some nil money on the table, but guys don't get paid if they're not if they're on the bench. All right. You got to be on the field to collect that nil money, uh, nil money. So uh, I think that was part of the situation there. And Ryan Day couldn't or wouldn't guarantee McCord the starting job in 2024. So McCord bolted. And after flirting with Nebraska, he ended up at Syracuse. And by the way, we support Ryan Day's decision if that's how the combo with McCord went down. Look, no player should be totally comfortable or feel entitled to a starting job. It's a coach's job to promote competition in each position. And Day absolutely handled the situation the right way. But the question is, what's next? What's next at Ohio State? All right. Who's going to be the starting quarterback in 2024? And we may get a peek of that during the Cotton Bowl and their battle against Missouri coming up on December 29th. Look, Devin Brown, he's still there. He was the one that lost the quarterback battle to Kyle McCord this past season. He'll make his first start for Ohio State in the bowl game coming up. And while things didn't work out for him this season, he was once a top-rated quarterback in the country in the 2022 recruiting class. It might be too early to rule him out, okay? So maybe he's the guy. Freshman Lincoln Kineholtz is another one that's going to get a look, and he'll get some snaps in this bowl game as well. USA Today once named him the High School Athlete of the Year in 2022-2023. 
So look for a battle between these two with Kineholtz and Brown moving forward to the bowl game, into spring practice, and into the spring game. And let's not forget, they do have a pretty good recruit coming in, uh, Aaron Nolan. He's due to sign any moment now, depending on when you're watching or listening to this podcast. Uh, he is committed to Ohio State. He's a composite five-star. He's been unwavering in his desire to play for Ohio State. He has seen what, what Ryan Day can do with quarterbacks, how well they do at Ohio State, and eventually get into the NFL. He wants that for himself. He's a smart kid. He's locked in. He has stayed committed to Ohio State throughout this entire process. So given all that, Ryan Day and his quarterback room might be fine right now. Uh, Buckeyes fan, do you agree with that assessment? I, many of you do, many of you don't. You can hit me up, of course, the usual way at Twitter and uh, on YouTube as well with the comments or our website, talkbig10number10.com. But um, we'll um, we'll talk about all of that and the transfer portal and how that may fit into the quarterback room. Notice Ohio State's been pretty quiet on that front. But as long as we're talking about all this recruiting stuff and signing day, I want to remind you that it is all brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster or for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Terms and conditions apply. So we're two weeks into the transfer portal. We've been talking about recruits. We've been talking about players that are already there at Ohio State. What about the transfer portal? It's been crazy all over the country. But the Buckeyes really haven't gone after a high-profile transfer quarterback. Is it because Ryan Day is comfortable with the quarterbacks in his quarterback room, or is there more to it? Well, they did reach out to some quarterbacks. They really didn't seem interested in coming to Columbus. Why not? Why is that? Quarterbacks usually have great success under day, as we noted a moment ago at Ohio State, and they go on to NFL careers. Maybe the optics of Kyle McCord going 11-1 and one and getting the boot, maybe that sends a message to other quarterbacks. Maybe they don't want to go there. We're not sure. It doesn't matter who initiated the move out, whether it was McCord or Day. It could be a bad look to some. It's all about perception at this point. Now, Ohio State did reach out to a few people. Let's take a look at those. They reached out to Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, who had a very good year this year, but he chose Notre Dame. Okay, fine. They reached out to Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel, but he chose to go to Oregon. All right. There were rumors about Washington State's Cam Ward, but nothing materialized. Now, as the story goes there, as I've heard, I think Cam Ward wanted a lot of money up front. Like, hey, man, give me a couple of million dollars in nil money, and I'll come to Ohio State. And I think Ryan Day said, mm, we're good. I think I didn't get past the phone call stage at that. Uh, they didn't want to pay any, or at least Cam wasn't worth that much. Maybe that was the assessment as well. There's also Malik Murphy. He's leaving Texas because he's the odd man out over there. And Ohio State once offered him a scholarship to go there. He chose to go to Texas instead. But his recent visits here the past few days have included South Carolina, Oregon State, and Duke. That's an eclectic bunch of schools, don't you think? They don't have a lot in common. Those are the ones he's looking at, and nothing really materializing with Ohio State and Malik Murphy. So take it for what it's worth. At the very least, if the Buckeyes don't feel like there's an obvious upgrade in the portal right now, somebody that's just a game changer for them, then the plan could be just be status quo with Brown and Kineholtz between the spring game 
And then the quarterback situation could be reevaluated through the spring and the spring game. And then on the spot, if needed, a second portal window will open in the springtime. There's one now, and then it opens up again in the springtime. In fact, you may remember Deion Sanders in Colorado rebuilt almost his entire roster after the spring game last year. Just got everybody brand new and uh, made his move after the spring game. So, you know, like, if, and that's if everybody stays healthy too. That's going to be a factor in it as well. But the quarterback room with Brown, Kineholtz, and uh, newcomer Nolan. Those will be the three scholarship quarterbacks on the 2024 roster for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And frankly, uh, it might not be that bad of a plan. So we'll go with it. What do you think, Buckeyes fans? Again, hit me up on Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10, or our website, TalkBig10, number 10.com, and on YouTube with your comments here as well. Love to hear from you. I think it's a fascinating subject. I think it's a fascinating storyline that's been going on since the minute Kyle McCord won the starting job in the fall. So here we are with the Buckeyes getting ready to play a bowl game. Question marks, a quarterback that will just spill right into 2024. In addition to your comments, the quarterback situation may not be the only problem slash situation for the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll talk about that in a second and also update you on Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy's health going into the Rose Bowl. All of that is coming up in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. You know, as the weather gets colder and colder around the country, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. That's right, FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action than right now. I've told you, peer pressure is one thing. Man. I mean, your friends at work are doing it. Your friends down the street are doing it. Guys, you hang out. Everybody's in FanDuel. Go ahead and join them if you've been putting it off. Don't procrastinate anymore. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including Point spreads, player props, over-unders. You can go money line, just straight up winners and losers. The odds are different, but that's how it works. I'll give you a hot tip. If you join uh, Thursday, th Thursday night football, uh, there's a game coming up, the Saints at the Rams. Rams are four-point favorites at home. That's all. The Rams are red hot right now. I think they're going to win at home. I think they're going to win it big playing for the playoff lives and they're going to smoke the saints. Uh, I, the Rams win easy. The minus four is nothing. So that's my tip to you. So jump on board, uh, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota orange day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So let's um, talk about a few things here in just a minute. Uh, first, I want to thank you guys, as always, as I always do, for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, 
especially you everydayers out there. Really appreciate you pushing us and to new heights and more popularity. Thank you. Meanwhile, uh, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. Click the button, subscribe. You're in. It's free. It's simple. And you're part of our Big Ten Club, and we would love to have you. There's room for everybody uh, if you subscribe on YouTube. If you uh, listen or watch elsewhere, don't forget you could share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten um, wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. All right. On yesterday's Lockdown Big Ten podcast, which, by the way, you can catch by going back to our website, talkbig10.com, number 10. We discussed another recruiting situation for the Buckeyes. It didn't involve quarterbacks. It's defensive end Edric Houston. He's a player they've got to close. And again, depending on when you're watching this podcast, this stuff is in the minute, minute by minute, hour by hour as we speak. They recently just lost Justin Scott to Miami when the Hurricanes flipped him. So Edric Houston, the Buckeyes got to close him. It's a five-star out of Buford, Georgia. Yes, that's interesting. The same place where quarterback Dylan Rayola um, was from, and he was the one that flipped from Georgia to Nebraska that we spent all day yesterday talking about. Houston is the second highest rated verbal commit to Ohio State. He is regarded as the fifth best lineman in the country, but, but he has recently visited Clemson and Tuscaloosa. Something might be up here. That's not good for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. They got to get this guy. Uh, reports are that Alabama could be very, very close to flipping him. And again, depending on when you're watching or listening to this podcast, uh, announcement may or may not have happened. We're trying to stay up to this, up to the minute. But um, Ryan Day and the Buckeyes need him in there. All right, from the Buckeyes to the Michigan Wolverines. You Michigan fans out there, I'm sure a lot of you noticed that quarterback J.J. McCarthy's numbers really kind of tailed off at the end of the season. Maybe many of you did. Maybe many of you didn't. Uh, we did talk about it a lot here on this podcast as well. But, you know, when you're winning games and going undefeated, that'll cover a lot of that up or a lot of concern about that up. His individual stats were not spectacular to begin with early in the season because he was sitting out the fourth quarter. Michigan had these games under control. They were a wrap by the third quarter. And he sat and he didn't compile a bunch of humongous numbers early on. Um, you know, again, we pointed that out all the time here on Lockdown Big Ten. Um, in fact, a lot of Michigan fans took me to task for always bringing that up. It's like, oh, man, I don't think the guys could be in the Heisman race. He doesn't have the numbers. And people were yelling at me on their keyboards. That's okay. I can take it uh, with the comments here on YouTube. Uh, but anyway, um, JJ's numbers really even tailed off more as we got further down toward the end of the season. And some people speculated that might have been the difficulty of the Wolverine schedule as the season went on. You know, it started off kind of easy. And then as it went on, it got a little more difficult. They faced more de uh, defensive foes, defensive minded foes like Penn State and Ohio State and Iowa in the end. But there's another explanation that we pondered about here on this podcast, Lockdown Big Ten. And that was. J.J. McCarthy might have actually been hurt and playing hurt. It turns out to be true. First, he hurt his ankle in the Minnesota game. Then he injured his leg in the Penn State game. And, you know, I, we remember that. We talked about it. It might have been worse than we thought. But remember, remember that Penn State game when Michigan ran the ball 32 straight times and didn't throw a single pass in the second half? 
I thought they were just showing off that they could win no matter how they had to win, just with one hand tied behind their back if they had to. But it was more than that. They, um, it turns out that McCarthy was was in a bit of pain, actually, and was playing through it because he's a tough kid. But with the break uh, from the Big Ten Championship to now and still a couple weeks left, McCarthy spoke this week. He says he's feeling 100% for the first time in a long time, and he is ready to take on Alabama in the Rose Bowl and the college football playoff on January 1st. So good news for Michigan fan there. And finally, another story we talked about this week, got a few answers to regarding USC. And remember, we have to pay closer attention to Southern Cal now because any kids we talk about today in the portal or that get recruited, they're going to be Big Ten kids starting 2024. USC's in the Big Ten. So we're kind of we're starting to starting to ease them in. I got space on my wall over here, I think, for uh, USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. I think that's the plan moving forward. We'll get those up. You guys got to tell me when you think I should put them up, like now or wait till August or September when the season starts. But the story out of Southern Cal, quarterback Malachi Nelson, right? We talked about him. He's a former five-star recruit. And all of a sudden, he's transferring out of Southern Cal, which was weird, I thought, because quarterback Caleb Williams, he's now off to the, the NFL, and it would be Nelson's time to shine. He's been waiting in the wings, paying his dues. He's ready to go. And Lincoln Riley recruited him when Riley was still at Oklahoma. And then when Riley got the USC job, he flipped his own recruit to go to, to Southern Cal. So he came with him there. And... What? Why would a kid leave? And by the way, he's from Southern Cal, so he come back, comes back to Southern Cal with Lincoln Riley. Just has to wait it out with Caleb Williams, who was busy winning Heisman trophies and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, he didn't do much. He threw like three passes for zero yards, but he was there and he's ready. And I don't know why he would want to leave Lincoln Riley. I don't know what the relationship is like, but Lincoln Riley has uh, three Heisman Trophy winners that have played for him three of the last four. You've got Williams. You've got Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, uh, three of the last four quarterbacks. I should say they've all won Heisman trophies under him. And then the other guy that he coached that didn't win it was Jalen hurts. Who's all pro in the NFL. None of this made any sense to me, but apparently Nelson was told to hit the bricks by USC Trojan boosters. That's right. Told the kid, get out of town. Here's what happened. Lincoln Riley wanted to use 2024 kind of as a, a, a transitional year, uh, a developmental year, really, for Nelson and help him kind of get into the flow of things. And maybe that would mean they would have to sacrifice a win or two or struggle a little bit. And, and then maybe you got yourself a wow-type quarterback for 2025. Boosters weren't having any of that. The two impatient. Like, man, we lost, what, four games this year? No. We didn't win the Heisman again this year. No way. We're not waiting. We want a bona fide starter. Tell this young kid to hit it. We're not interested in it. I mean, it's unfathomable. It's it's unbelievable. So they finally got there somebody else. It was announced the Trojans have found their man. Kansas State Wildcat quarterback Will Howard is coming to Troy. He started all 12 games at Kansas State. He's a fine quarterback. He threw for 2,600 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Okay, not bad, not bad, not awesome, not bad. Got four years of experience, got another year of eligibility. That's going to appease the boosters. And Malachi Nelson learns a tough lesson about life, that life isn't fair, and you're out. 
Don't know where he's going to land, but he's available. You know, it also makes me wonder on a sidebar here. There were stories uh, about a month ago that, hey, maybe Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams would be a package deal. Whoever drafts him can have Riley as the head coach. Fire your coach. Draft a quarterback. Bring our coach in. There were stories that Lincoln Riley was putting out feelers to NFL teams. Maybe he was interested in making the jump. I think it's tied to this. What coach wants to be beholden to boosters as to who he's going to put on the field? I mean, it's bad enough we got to juggle mill money. Look, Ryan Day told Kyle McCord, hit it, man. I'm not going to be pressured to start you because you've got nil contracts, right? At least that's what we presume happened. So I think Riley may be starting to get fed up with this and the boosters calling shots and maybe someday he'll want to try his hand at the NFL. Anyway, fascinating story. Now we got the second piece of the story as to why all this was happening with Malachi Nelson. And yeah, it makes sense. And it's just, it's silly. It makes you makes you feel bad for the kid. It really does. It really does. Um, also, while we have you here, if you're checking us out on Wednesday, the day of the release of this podcast, we do have some Wednesday night Big Ten men's basketball. North Dakota's at Nebraska at 730. Uh, UMBC is at Iowa at 8 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. And Northwestern is at Arizona State at 830 on the Deuce. Check that out. And Pretty big women's schedule on tap as well, but at 6.30, also on ESPN2, the 7-3 and three Florida Lady Gators face the 9-2 and two Lady Wolverines from Michigan in the Women's Jumpman Invitational. So check that out. Thought I'd make you aware of all of that. Also, if you're not aware yet, in addition to this channel, which we love the fact that you subscribe and come to as well, the whole Lockdown Network has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. It's called locked on sports today. And it's here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day. And the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every single league, including this show that covers this league. This show airs on that network from time to time as well. You can go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe there too. After you subscribe here, of course you can subscribe to that. Uh, as well, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Um, so check it out. I think you will enjoy it. In the middle of the week, we always like to do power rankings. Last week, we switched over from football to basketball. We'll take a look at the Big Ten men's basketball power rankings. According to me, can't just look at the standings because some teams have played a lot of good teams and some haven't played anybody that's ranked yet. So it's kind of hard to juggle at this time of year. That's why it's my job to do it. I'll do my best. Some of you will criticize, some of you enjoy it. It's all coming up in just one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. It's important. You've got to have chemistry in between people, people to get along, people that do their jobs. It's just like putting a football or a basketball team together, right? That means you, you're the coach in your office, right? You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You post the job, you got the purple hashtag hiring frame, and that's a part of your, your LinkedIn profile to help you spread the word to everybody that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions, uh, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It makes it very, 
very efficient. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college and post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, it is power ranking time. Let's see if we can uh, get this on here and see if we all come to some sort of accord or an agreement. <laughs> it's hard to do in the beginning of the preseason before pre-conference gets going, but we'll uh, we'll do our best here. We're going to put it on full screen in case uh, you're listening on audio only. All right. Number one, number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers. Very impressive win last weekend over Arizona. They've got wins against uh, Marquette, Tennessee, and Gonzaga, all ranked teams. So the Boilermakers back up at number one in our power rankings as well as the national polls. Um, I, I can almost take teams two through, I don't know, 10 and just mix them all up. So here they are. I got the Illinois in there. I mean, they're ranked. They've lost to Marquette, uh, Tennessee. They beat Florida Atlantic. They're ranked, so I put them up high. I don't. They gotta. They gotta get some more uh, quality wins in there as well. But they're number two. The Illinois Fighting Illini, and at number three, I have Wisconsin. I believe they're also ranked inside the top twenty-five. Last time I checked, lost to Tennessee. They beat Virginia. They lost to Marquette. They lost to Arizona. Everybody's playing Marquette and Tennessee in the Big Ten. That's pretty cool. At number four, I've got Northwestern. They're there on the strength. Plus, I'm a fan of Boo Booey, by the way, their player. But they beat Purdue a couple of weekends ago. But then they go and lose to Chicago State. I don't know what to do with Northwestern at this point. So they're number four. Same thing with the Indiana Hoosiers. You know, they're atop of the Big Ten standings. They're with their 2-0 and record. They've been blown out by teams like UConn and Auburn. They go toe-to-toe with Kansas, and they let a 13-point lead slip away in the second half, uh, and they lose a very close game to number two, Kansas. And then they go out a couple nights later, and uh, and they barely beat Moorhead State. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Um, one team that they have beat is Maryland. I got Maryland right below them. Maryland at number six. They beat Penn State and lost to Indiana. That's why Penn State is there at seven since Maryland beat them. Uh, Penn State beat Ohio State as well. That's why I have them slightly ahead of Ohio State. Ohio State last weekend beat UCLA. They beat Minnesota. They beat Alabama. But no no ranked wins for the Buckeyes right now. Minnesota is at number nine, the Golden Gophers. They lost to Creighton, a ranked team, and lost to Minnesota and Michigan State thus far. Speaking of Michigan State, there they are. You know, I should probably have Michigan State a notch ahead of Nebraska, right? Since... uh, uh, Michigan State beat them, but uh, Michigan State was so far down on my poll last week. That's just it. I I, got, I moved them up quite a bit because they beat number six Baylor. 
Tom Izzo has scheduled a lot of ranked teams. He just hadn't beaten them. And I, I have respect for that. Look, play the, the ranked guys, win or lose. It gets you ready for March. It gets you ready for the Big Ten where things will hash out. But they weren't winning any, but they finally beat Baylor handily. Baylor ranked sixth in the country. Michigan State had a 30-point lead in the first half in that game. It was wall-to-wall, and they got it back up to 30 again in the second half. So I Michigan State's going to be moving up this pole fast. Got Michigan at number um, – let me change my graphic, by the way. So there you go, Michigan State. Uh, then uh, number 12, uh, Michigan, the beat Iowa, the loss to uh, Indiana. Rutgers at number 13, they lost to Illinois. And finally have Iowa at the bottom. And again, Iowa, just like Michigan State, I think they're better than this. They'll move up once the schedule hashes out. They lost to Michigan, Purdue, uh, Oklahoma, lost to Creighton. A lot of losses on there. Playing some people, but uh, nevertheless, going to be kind of far down on this poll. So that's it. A look at our Big Ten power rankings, according to me, here on Locked On Big Ten. Yeah, tell me what you think. You can hit me up on uh, Twitter at X at TalkBig10, number 10. Our website, TalkBig10Number10.com, and on YouTube as well. Those comments are always, always welcome. And uh, we'll get back to as many as we can as well. Be sure to subscribe before you leave. Uh, just click it on and you're in. Doesn't cost anything. No other information. Just click subscribe and you're good to go. And that really helps us out. So you can follow this uh, podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. The audio ones come out at about 4 a.m. The video on YouTube comes out about 6 a.m. every single day. So check us out. Thank you for checking us out today, as a matter of fact. And also, well, don't forget to check out Lockdown Sports Today, the 24-7 uh, streaming channel. It covers all the sports and has all of our shows on it. That is a lot of fun as well. All right. Enjoyed our visit. This was a lot of fun as well. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I think we're going to focus on Michigan State a little bit. Football. And Jonathan Smith has just been uh, tearing it up, recruiting and the portal, how he's putting that team together. I think we're going to discuss, among other, other things. And, of course, with the recruits and the signing period now open as of today, anything that uh, breaks of interest there, we'll discuss, uh, like the uh, Dylan Rayola situation on Monday. But there may be a few more of those, maybe some flips. We'll tune in, we'll check it out, and we'll get it to you as soon as we can. For Lockdown Big Ten, thanks for watching. I'm Craig Scheman. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.